Hey, how's it going, baseball fans? And welcome to another episode of Passion for the Pastime, a baseball podcast. And I am your host, the one and the only Walter Icavalceta. And thank you guys for joining in. We are embarking on the final week of the regular season of the 2019 season. And it is going down to the wire for a ton of teams. A lot of developments have happened over uh, the past weekend, uh, the past week. You know, baseball, it it. It's like I said, it's it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, and we just got to see it through all the way until game 162. Uh, in this final week, I mean, we got a lot of showdowns, uh, especially starting in Washington. We got the Washington Nationals taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, if you guys don't know what's going on with the Phillies and the Nationals, if you're looking at the uh, regular season standings right now as it currently stands, we have the Nationals who are in the first spot. For that National League wild card. And they've been in the driver's seat for majority of the season. They've been uh, up five games, up four games, up two games. Now they are in a virtual tie. I mean, technically, they're in a uh, they're in first place for that wild card spot. Uh, they have one less win, but they have one less loss as well as the surprise team that has come out of the woodworks. And we're going to talk about them in a second, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. But the Nationals, they are um, in, in the thick of it right now. They have the hardest um, the hardest regular season schedule to finish out the year. Um, it, it doesn't come as a surprise why we're talking about the Nationals right now. The Nationals have the hardest schedule. Um, they have five. Yes, five because one is a makeup game. They have a doubleheader um, on Tuesday, but they have five games against Bryce Harper and the Philadelphia Phillies, who are still hopeful for the postseason. This is a big series. Um, the Phillies, they're only two games out uh, from being eliminated. Excuse me. They have two games until they're eliminated. So if they win these games, I mean, it, all hell breaks loose. But uh, <laughs> they're, they're six games out. So, I mean, six games out with about eight games left. That's kind of pushing it. But uh, you never know. Uh, you never know what could happen. Baseball is crazy. And, uh, the, you know, if, if Bryce Harper had any type of motivation going into this series, going against his former team, uh, this is it. I mean, this is must watch television with the Phillies going into National Park. Uh, Bryce Harper, I know he in his mind is like, all right, well, I'm going to try to keep these guys out of the postseason. If I'm not going to the postseason, neither are you. If you can't have nice things, neither can I. That's pretty much what Bryce Harper is going to uh, want to accomplish this week, uh, playing the Nationals five times. It is unheard of, a five-game uh, series pretty much to end the year. So five games um, with the Phillies and the Nationals, and it's huge because the Nationals, like I said, they are in that virtual tie. They're in first place. Like I said, they're one game up, or they're one game uh, less than the Brewers, but they are one game, um, they've lost one less game than the Brewers as well. So, uh, you know, it pans out that the Nationals are actually in that number one spot. But what can happen is, and, you know, I'm not saying that it will, uh, but it very well could is you're looking at the wild card standings uh, for the National League, and I'm just excited. I don't know if you guys can could tell uh, in in the in the tone of my voice, but I'm just excited because this is what you wait for. Uh, we're finally at that moment where postseason is coming into flourishing, and uh, we're trying to find out still who's going to make the playoffs. The divisions they're all they're all uh, 
they're all wrapped up. Uh, the Brewer, I mean the the Braves, they're trying to get that number one seed. They're four games back from the Dodgers. Uh, the Braves, they they won the division over the weekend in the same process of eliminating the Giants, uh, unfortunately. So now you know it's it, it's officially over. We're officially math, mathematically out of it. I mean we're really realistically out of it since the beginning of the month. But uh, you know going back into the Nationals, so you're looking at the wild card standings. The Nationals uh, are right there. Then you got the Brewers. Then uh, it's a little bit of separation. You got the Cubs who are pretty much hanging on for dear life uh, four games back from the second wild card. You got the Mets four and a half games back of the second wild card. And then you got the the Diamondbacks six games back and the Phillies six games back as well. So those teams with the six games, they're a little bit on the outside looking in. Uh, the four games, they could, they could make up ground. It's a little unheard of, especially in the last week of the season. But again, it's baseball. You never know what could happen. Uh, but looking at that, I mean that can that can open up some doors, especially for the Cubs and the Mets. I mean the the Cubs and the Mets. Cubs play the St. Louis Cardinals at the end of the year that last uh, that last weekend, and the Mets. I mean they have a somewhat decent schedule. They're playing the Marlins, and then uh, they finish out the the year with the Braves. And by that point, you know the Braves could be trying to get ready for the postseason. Uh, the first seed could be um, shored up already by the Dodgers. You we don't know how that's going to pan out. But, uh, you know, the, that could be a big series to where the Mets, if they, if, they go, if they go hard and they sweep the Marlins, and let's just say, for whatever reason, the, uh, the, the Phillies win three or four out of the five that they're playing the Nationals in National Park, that could open up the door going into the weekend, two games out for the Mets, uh, same thing for the Cardinals. I mean, same thing for the for the Cubs because the Cubs. I mean, like I said, they're they're playing the uh, the uh, the the uh, Cardinals on the last season or la- last weekend of the season, but they're playing the Pittsburgh Pirates, so they can easily gain ground. Those two teams, the Mets and the Cubs, they can easily gain ground. Um, you know, going into the weekend series, especially with the Phillies uh, playing the Nationals, it's going to be uh, insane. I mean, like I said, th- this is a huge storyline. I mean, Bryce Harper going back, trying to uh, trying to mess up the playoff picture for his former team, and even if it doesn't not necessarily knock out the Nationals. He can change the seeding to where they're not the host team for the wild card game anymore. They now have to travel on the road, so it's huge implications. Uh, you know that you know you know that Bryce Harper is going to want to do something against his former team. So uh, it, it, that's exciting. But now looking at the team that's trailing the uh, the Washington Nationals is the Milwaukee Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers have come out of no I'm not going to say they came out of nowhere they were doing their thing but a couple of weeks ago what we talked about on my last podcast Christian Yelich went out and at that point I honestly all right threw it threw it out because uh at the beginning of the year I made my picks for the divisions and actually right now as it stands I'm perfect for the scenario that I uh picked for the divisions uh, in the National League, American League threw me off with the with the Twins, but uh, in the National League, I had the Braves, I had the Dodgers. Those are easy picks. 
Um, and then I had the Cardinals, which a lot of people gave me crap about. They were like, oh, really? You're the Cardinals? Like, really? You're picking the Cardinals? But the Cardinals are a high-class organization, guys. And you had to look at that acquisition of Paul Goldschmidt, uh, everybody else that they have on that team, Matt Carpenter, Yadimir Molina is now healthy. Uh, they have solid solid starting pitching. I mean, these guys, they're, they're proven to make a splash in the postseason. Uh, I... I I thought that they were just fine. I, apparently, I was the only one uh, at that time because everybody was so high on the on the Cubs. Um, but you know, I always thought that the Cubs they went and got Craig Kimbrell, but I thought that their their bullpen uh, was going to be a downfall. And then obviously they got hit with injuries towards the end. They lost Rizzo. Uh, he came back, which by the way, he came back to the best song, walk up song uh, in history. He played the Undertaker uh, theme song when he came, when he came back. So that was pretty funny. But uh, but yeah, they lost Javier Baez. I mean, they haven't had a healthy a healthy team uh, down the stretch, and sometimes that's all it takes. But uh, looking at the Brewers, man, when that happened, especially a player of the caliber of Christian Yelich. Now, if we look at Christian Yelich and we look at his statistics, I mean, you have to assume you're losing, you're taking someone out of your lineup that produces at that high of, an, of a level. This is what Christian Yelich was doing up until the time that he got hurt. Uh, 27 year old man, like th this guy is in the prime of his career. He was hitting 329, 44 home runs, 97 RBIs, 30, um, 30 stolen bases. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> like, like he was having an MVP caliber year. Like that was the conversation. It was either Pete Alonzo, Cody Bellinger, or uh, Christian Yelich. And, you know, now sneaking into the conversation is honestly Ronald Acuna. Why not? Why not Ronald Acuna uh, for MVP? I'm just saying. But uh, you're looking at Christian Yelich and he gets hurt. And at that moment, I honestly thought that it's over. I was like, because I picked, I picked the Brewers to make the play, the postseason. I did not pick them to win the division. I picked them to make it in as a second wild card, uh, followed by the Nationals. So right now, like I said, my prediction is correct uh, if it stays as it is. But when that happened, I was like, yeah, the Brewers aren't going to make the playoffs. No, there's no way in hell that they're making it without Yelich. But what is crazy is. You know, when these teams, and this is the beautiful thing about sports, you know, you're thrown adversity and you have to make a decision. You have to make, um, you know, you, ha you have to make the best of your situation as next man up. And the Brewers have done that. They have gone 11 and 2. And I had to reread it. Uh, they have gone 11 and 2 since losing uh, Christian Yelich to a broken kneecap. W to think that a team could overcome that type of. I mean, just just a match like it's the Patriots losing Tom Brady uh, in the playoffs, you know, or uh, let's just say, you know, the Warriors, you know, keeping a Bay Area, the Warriors losing Steph Curry, you know, or it, it's pretty much you're losing your top player that is has the biggest impact on your team. You know what I mean? So when that happened, I I honestly wrote them off, and I feel like an ass for doing that. <laughs> but the, the, I'm glad that they proved me wrong, man, because when you're faced with that type of adversity, you can either go and embrace it and uh, improve yourself, or you can falter so quickly. Um, and, you know, no one will, will bat an eye or, or you know, think think anything of it it's like oh yeah no they lost their best player but now they're they're up there and that makes them a very dangerous team uh for the playoffs definitely but 
the Brewers, uh, they're they're right there in those thirteen games that they went uh, eleven and two. Their starting pitching has been amazing. Uh, Woodruff has been lights out. I mean, their ERA, team ERA in those thirteen games is two point five six, and that's the best in the majors. So I mean, and and they're averaging five runs a game uh, in that time, thanks to Christian Yel- Christian Yelich's uh, replacement rookie Trent Grisham. Uh, he's hitting 270. So I mean, that is unprecedented. That that the Brewers are right there, um, after losing their MVP caliber player. It, it it's just it's mind boggling to me. So this last week for the Brewers, um, it's gonna be intense. I mean, especially being that the situation that I brought up earlier with the Nationals and the Phillies, it is uh, it, it's gonna be crazy. I mean, if you guys. Uh, think that baseball is boring. Just watch this last week. I mean, this last week is going to be electric. It's going to be filled with excitement. You guys have to tune in all these games uh, because every game is so every every error, every misplayed ball, every strikeout, every hit, every home run. It has a big implication, especially in uh, this wild card race for the National League. But uh, you know, looking at the rest of the of the picture. Um, like I said, the Dodgers, they're at 100 wins. Uh, the Brewers, they're at 96. They're creeping up to 100 wins. The St. Louis Cardinals, they have their, uh, they have their division, or they have a, a berth uh, clinched, excuse me. They have not clinched their division yet. They are uh, three games up. That's another thing. They're three games up on the Brewers, uh, so that's intense. And the Brewers, they don't play any more division games um, until the end of the year. They, they I, I forget who they play this week. Uh, let me go ahead and look that up. But at the end of the at the end of the season, they're finishing off with the Colorado Rockies. So um, that that's that's it. Oh, they're playing the Reds. So they are so they are playing a division game. But um, you know, other than playing the Reds, uh, they played Colorado, and you know, it's pretty much scoreboard watching at that point. But uh, you know, the the playoff picture, you know, this last week is <laughs> is going to be crazy, and that's just the National League. The American League, not as dramatic. But we're looking at the American League too. The Yankees, they have 102 wins. They got their division uh, wrapped up. We have a four-game uh, split in between uh, the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Indians. So that division has not been decided yet. Uh, but you know, it's looking like the Minnesota Twins are going to be taking that division. And uh, you're looking at the Houston Astros, who just over the weekend, along with the Atlanta Braves, uh, just clinched their division as well. Uh, they won 102 games now. If you guys didn't catch on to all those, we have one, two, three teams already with 100 wins. Potential, uh, potential six teams or six or five teams because you're looking at the Braves. Uh, can the Braves go ahead and win four more games out of the la- out of the last week? That's a high possibility. Uh, then you're looking at the other teams that are right there on the cusp. But you got the Twins. They just have to go uh, four and two in their last in their last uh, in their last games of the year, so that's a very real possibility. And then uh, you're looking at the A's. I mean, the A's just have to win six. I mean, they got to go six and zero, oh, and that's a hell of a way to go into the postseason. Let me tell you. But um, you know, th- it's a very real possibility. We can have a lot of hundred win teams. If not, I mean, we got three. And the hundred win teams, it doesn't always necessarily mean that they're going to win the World Series. I mean, the last time. Uh, we had the two uh, 100 win teams face off against each other was the Houston Astros and the LA Dodgers, and we all know how that ha- how that turned out two years ago. So 
Um, you know, it, it it's not a sure thing if you win a hundred win a hundred games that you're gonna win it all. Um, obviously, but you know, now that we we're creeping on uh having potentially six teams with a hundred wins, that is just insane. I mean, <laughs> I mean that that's just crazy to think of. Um, and then you know with, with the the Yankees and all that kind of stuff, it, it's it's getting it's getting to the point where we're trying the teams are trying to uh get their postseason rotations but also accomplish what they're trying to do because the the Yankees you know going back to the uh the uh the standings the Yankees and the Astros they're still battling it out for that number one seed uh in the American League Astros are at 102 and guess what so are the Yankees so uh but it depends do you really want the number one seed in the American League? Because if you're looking at the American League, and let me tell you, because uh, I'm a Giants fan through and through, but I appreciate and love what the A's are doing across across the Bay. Um, it They are just playing with a lot of grit. They look like they have a lot of great pieces. I mean, it, it's... Uh, man, they just came out of no. I mean, they didn't really come out of nowhere. They had a good year last year, but um, they're clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, but it's like, okay, the Yankees are sitting there like, oh, go ahead, Astros, go ahead and take that number one seat because that number one seat is going to be playing either the A's, the Rays, or Cleveland, depending on who uh, creeps into that final wild card for the American League. Um, but regardless, I what I'm what I'm shooting for, what I'm hoping for. Uh, to be honest, is especially what I've seen in the regular season is the A's to have home field advantage in that wild card matchup. And it's going to be electric. Oakland in the playoffs is freaking insane. Uh, so then we're going to have Oakland in the playoffs. Then, you know, I, I'd i like them to play the, the, the Rays, but I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point because whoever they play is just going to be the, the, the people that, that lose. So pretty much I want the A's to go ahead and win that game and play the number one seed and knock them out. And I want that to be the New York Yankees so bad. You have no idea. Because the A's have played the Yankees pretty damn good this year. Um, so, I mean, the Astros, they know a lot about the A's. They actually got their butts kicked uh, about a week and a half ago by, by the Oakland Athletics. Uh, but, you know, the Astros, they dished it out too. But the A's kind of got the better of that series. Um, so they're kind of the A's and the, or the, the Yankees and the Astros are kind of looking at each other like, Hey, you want, you want to go ahead and, and, uh, play that wild card team? Cause they're, they look dangerous. I mean, it's a wild card team, but I mean, it, it's still the, the A's are just, I think they're a sleeper, um, in that American league. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what, how this final week pans out. It's definitely, there's a lot of uh of storylines going into this final week and it's exciting like i'm all getting giddy with excitement uh you know i'm just i'm weird like that but uh so pretty much another another nice storyline you know going into this this season is uh or this last this last week of the season is uh goldie paul goldschmidt love the guy he was awesome i've always had him on my fantasy team up until this year um, he was kind of the thing with McCutcheon. I, I drafted McCutcheon every single year in my fantasy team. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, going to uh, Paul Goldschmidt. It's his first trip back to Arizona. And, you know, we all saw the trips back for 
uh, Manny Machado, which was a little weird. They gave him a standing ovation, but okay, I get it. Uh, but then we had Albert Pujols returning back, and that's a huge, uh, you know, a huge deal, especially with what Albert Pujols meant to St. Louis. Um, then now you go look at Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt is easily uh, a fan favorite and one of the most popular uh, Arizona Diamondbacks to have ever played in franchise history. I mean, you look at Luis Gonzalez, um, Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, and that's probably about it. I mean, the 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 Diamondbacks, they're a younger franchise, so, I mean, they don't have a lot of the history. Obviously, Luis Gonzalez with that RBI uh, hit in the 2001 World Series to win their first title, uh, you know, that's why he's up there on that pedestal. But, you know, you look around, they don't have a lot of guys to gravitate towards, Um Paul Goldschmidt is easily, uh, like, on a Mount Rushmore, if you're making a Mount Rushmore of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Paul Goldschmidt is dead center. So uh, that's going to be that's gonna be fun uh, to watch, you know, the reception that the Diamondbacks give uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Even though the Diamondbacks are still technically trying to get this win, uh, trying to stay alive, they're six games out of that National League wild card. But, uh, you know, all things aside, you know, they're going to pay um, respects to Paul Goldschmidt, and that's just the that's the great thing about baseball, man. Like, uh, it, it's it's just it's really cool. I I like when players go back to their former teams and they get standing ovations and they you know do video tributes and all that kind of stuff. It just shows, uh, you know, the fan uh, the appreciation of the sport of the athlete of the person. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to actually watching that. Uh, but that you know as soon as as soon as all that's over, you know, play ball. And I'll probably be flipping on the uh, the Nationals and Phillies game, see, seeing what's going on there. But um, yeah, no, the, the the last week of this MLB regular season 2019, uh, we're in store for a treat. I mean, you start looking at the the uh, schedules. We already talked about the Nationals; they have a hard schedule to finish out this this uh, this this season. Uh, then you got the Cardinals. They're playing the Cubs to finish it out. That's going to be huge implications for that division uh, for wild card. I mean, depending on how these games early on in the week go. Uh, and then you look at the American League. You got the Rays. The Rays, they're playing Boston. Uh, they're they're playing the New York Yankees for two, and then they're finishing out with Toronto. So the Rays uh, have somewhat of an easier schedule. Um, but you know, you're still looking at the New York Yankees for two. Then you look at the A's, um, they're playing the Mariners and I believe the Angels, uh, to finish out the year. So, or the, the Angels, then the Mariners to finish out the year. So, uh, you're going to, you're going to want to watch that definitely. But the Nationals, I mean, there, there's no comparison that they, they have the number one hardest, uh, season ending schedule with the five against the Phillies and the three against the Cleveland Indians who they're playing down to the wire. So, um, the, the playoffs start early for the nationals, uh, this week. So it's going to be electric. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm just excited that we're getting into postseason baseball. Uh, it's the best time of year. And, uh, you know, looking at, uh, moving forward, I mean, we have to talk about Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy is starting his last uh, his last homestand tonight, um, or not tonight, tomorrow. Uh, last homestand of the year uh, for Bruce Bochy. But also what came up today was uh, Ned Yost. Ned Yost has, has uh, announced his retirement after Sunday from the uh, Kansas City Royals, which was uh, kind of, I, I didn't see it coming. I don't know if anybody else saw that coming. Uh but really, when you look at managers 
um, and their tenures. You know, uh, Bruce Bochy, he's been with the San Francisco Giants since 2006, uh, which is kind of unheard of because you're looking at all these other teams. They have them since 2018, 2016, some 2015. But a lot of them, there are a lot of new managers in baseball, right? Um, and that has to do with, you know, I wouldn't say weeding out, but uh, it has to do with the analytics. I mean, the analytics, you want a younger um, a younger person in there that understands the analytics side because, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much the game, the way of the game now. Uh, you don't see a lot of old school uh, managers, you know. So when you look at Bruce Bochy, Bruce Bochy's retiring. Um, he's the longest tenured manager in baseball. He's been here since 2006 with the San Francisco Giants. And then you look at the next guy, and it's uh, Ned Yost. And he's been with the, the, uh, with the Royals since 2010. And, you know, you guys know Ned Yost, he's managed over 2,500 games. Uh, you know, he brought the city of Kansas, uh, Kansas City their second World Series title in 2015 with consecutive World Series appearances, um, you know, in 2014 and 2016. It, it, you know, he, he did a lot for Kansas City. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure the Kansas City fans are kind of feeling how the Giants fans are feeling right now with uh, with Bruce, Bruce Bochy leaving. Uh, we, only, we had time to prepare for it. Um, you know, Ned Yost, it kind of just came up uh, again. I wasn't following the Ned Yost story too much. So maybe there was implications. Maybe a lot of people thought that that was going to happen. Uh, but you know, as an outsider, I did not see that happening at all. Uh, so he's retiring and, and in a statement, he said, um, uh, he said this, this was from Ned Yost, uh, in his press conference. So he said, with the development of our young players and our returning veterans, I feel and hope the worst is behind us. In this rebuilding phase of our organization, he said, my plan all along was to get us through the rough times, then turn it over to a new manager to bring us the rest of the way. I've thoroughly enjoyed my time here as your manager and will never forget the good and the hard times we had together as an organization and a fan base. He then went on to say, I will never forget the fact that you fans supported us through it all. Kansas City will always have a special place in my heart. And I took and I look forward to rooting the Royals on to their next World Series championship very soon. That was from Ned Yost. Again, he's been with the team since May 2010. Uh, and it, it's 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 crazy because now you're looking around the league. Who's the next uh, longest tenured coach uh, manager in baseball? I mean, you have to look at Oakland with um, Bob Melvin. You have to look at uh, Pittsburgh with um with uh, Clint Hurdle, you know, uh, Joe Joe Madden with the with the Cubs, uh, Terry Francona with uh, with the Indians. But other than that, I mean, it's a lot of younger guys uh, managing the game of baseball now. So uh, it's a lot of transition. Uh, d- just to to be honest, it's a lot of transition. So uh, with with Bochi out, with uh, Ned Yost out, I mean, it's it's very it's very interesting um, to see the the way the baseball is going. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, it's all because of analytics or anything like that, but it, it does to me, it has a correlation. I mean, there's a lot of young guys, uh, that are coaching, uh, in MLB now. And like I said, the, the, the old school managers, Terry Francona, Joe Madden, Clint Hurdle, um, and, and, uh, Bob Melvin, that's pretty much, that's it. That's pretty much it. Uh, so, you know, it, it, 
it, it's it's a sad day in Kansas City, and I I feel for them. I mean, for all that to to come out today, uh, they weren't able to prepare for the Bruce Bochy um. Uh, for the retirement, like San Francisco Giants fans, I mean, we've been thinking about it all season. Uh, they only have a week, so that's <laughs> that kind of sucks. But uh, but you know, well deserved for Ned Yost, and especially for for Bruce Bochy. But I mean, um, you know, well deserved retirement for for Ned Yost. He's done a lot uh, for that organization, and I mean, they they have a good core um, that's that's coming up. I mean, they have. Uh, uh, Whit Merrifield. I mean, that that guy is fast as hell. I was I was in Oakland watching a game, um, and it was very entertaining to see um, Luriano with the laser in a uh, laser um, in uh, right field, and then Merrifield was on third base trying to trying to take home, and just seeing the perfectly thrown balls that were going into home plate because there was two consecutive. Uh, two consecutive fly balls to right field that could, you know, typically with, especially with Merrifield's speed, uh, score a run. And Liriano held him in there twice. But I mean, you look at that team, they they have a lot of young uh, talent, especially coming up through the farm system too. So uh, Ned Yost, I think that he has done Kansas City proud, got him the championship in 2015. Um, and set them on course to, like he said, to win another one very soon. So um, that's that's great. So pay your pay your respects to Bochi this final week. Pay your respects to Ned Yost this final week. As you know, we won't see another one, another group of these managers uh, in a long time. So uh, you guys have a good one this this week. A lot of great baseball, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys um, later in the week as we recap this early week. Um, and then we look into the weekend and see where everyone's at in the standings because we have, like I said, the Nationals and the Phillies, they are kicking off today um, at 4 o'clock. 4.05 is the start time. Um, so that's going to be a great one. Then you got the Rays taking on the, the Red Sox. Then you got uh, the Cardinals taking on the D-backs. That starts today as well. Series that's kick off tomorrow and the doubleheader uh, for the Nationals and the Phillies tomorrow. So that's going to be great baseball all day. Um, then you got the Cubs playing the Pirates. Big implications for the Cubs. They need to start getting uh, these wins, stacking them up until the weekend. And then you're looking at a uh, big series right now with the the Yankees and the Rays. That is huge for the Rays, especially in that wild card hunt. Uh, where, you know, if you're looking at the standings, like I said earlier, but just, just recapping this, if you're looking at the standings in that American League wild card, um, the Rays and the Oakland Athletics are right there, but right behind the Rays, um, or actually virtually tied with the Rays, excuse me, is the Cleveland Indians. So um, that's that's something that you really have to pay attention to. Uh, you know, they're going to be scoreboard watching in Cleveland and Tampa all week. So uh, you got those games going on, and then you got the um, the A's and the Angels, and you know everything else. I mean, it's kind of kind of just uh, cleaning up the the end of the regular season with the Astros, with the Mar- Mariners uh, going for that number one seed, and then you know you got the Dodgers playing against the Padres, going for that number one seed, and then you got the Braves going against the Royals uh, with Ned Yost in uh, in Kansas City. Uh, so it's probably going to be a very emotional game uh, tomorrow, uh, especially with the fanfare uh, with with Ned Yost finishing out his final his final week in Kansas City. So you guys have a good one. Watch all that good baseball, and I will talk to you guys in a couple of days. And remember, as always, win or lose, even when we're eliminated, 
Go Giants.